You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Coming up on today's episode, a look at where the Jets rank in terms of the most improved teams this offseason. Plus an interview with Tanya Williams about virtual folklorama. But first, a word from our friends over at DraftKings. The games are underway and DraftKings is bringing you to the podium. Their free-to-play pools are available every day of the games in Tokyo. And DraftKings is offering a free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes. 50 k and the best part is it's free to play. Super easy to enter as well. You just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. I think I might put a little money down on Canada's women's soccer team going for gold against the Aussies on Thursday. Other questions just like medal count or questions specific to the USA team, that's all you have to do is answer those and you have a shot at $50,000. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes every day of the games in Tokyo. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. What's good and welcome, everyone, to another episode of Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brandon Rewicki. You can follow me on Twitter at Brandon underscore Rewicki or the podcast at Skates Plates Pod. So we're now officially a week into free agency and basically everything around the NHL has gone completely quiet, (laughs) especially here in Winnipeg. I mean, it's been a quiet couple of days and I don't really anticipate that changing for a while now, at the very least until the arbitration dates, if it gets to that for the Jets with Neil Pionk and Andrew Kopp. The other one bit of news that did come out, though, is... Logan Stanley has re-signed with the club. Two years, 900 k per season. A good deal for both sides, I think. The Jets get him locked down for cheap. You know, the opportunity to pay any defenseman on your roster under a million bucks, I think, is, uh, is, is good money there. And for Stanley, he's got a chance to cash in in a couple of years with hopefully 100-plus games under his belt and maybe some added responsibility along the way there. So there was that one tingsy little morsel of news 
from the Winnipeg Jets this past week. All right, well, that's it. Let's call it an episode, <laughs> right? Like, that was pretty much it. But, you know, there is one other thing I do want to touch on before we get the lowdown with an interview today on my favorite event in Winnipeg every single year, Folklorama. We'll get to that in just a little bit. But I did mention at the top, one week into free agency. And Dom LeShizhin from The Athletic wrote an article yesterday detailing the most improved teams at this point of the offseason. You know, still some moves obviously to be made before the upcoming NHL season gets underway. But this kind of gives us, I think, a general sense on where teams will be at heading into next year. And, you know, where the Jets will be at after they made some significant changes, some significant additions to the blue line, where they stack up with the rest of the NHL in that regard. Now, going into this, I figured the Jets, you know, I mean, obviously they improved. How much, though? I thought the Jets would be in the top 10 somewhere of most improved teams in the NHL. You know, did I think they would be in the top five? I don't think so, but I thought top 10, that was a pretty comfortable spot for them. The answer to that, according to Dom LeShizhin from The Athletic. Well, the top five in order sees the New Jersey Devils as the most improved team in the NHL. I mean, no real surprise there, I think, with the biggest splash so far of any team signing Dougie Hamilton. They also spent a ton of money uh, across the rest of their roster there. And this was before the, the Tomash Tatar signing came into play. So th I think the Devils comfortably are the most improved team so far in the NHL during the offseason. We'll see if that equates to a playoff spot, though, for them. After New Jersey, surprisingly, the Edmonton Oilers, according to Dom's model, were the second most improved team in the NHL during the offseason. I mean, a ton of changes... And, and I kind of agree what he says in a sense where, you know, I don't I don't think the blue line got any better, but their forward core is going to be pretty damn good this year. I don't think they spent wisely to do so with the Zach Hyman deal, but for this upcoming season, at least, he's going to be a tremendous fit for them. And then Warren Fogle and Derek Ryan were a couple of savvy depth signings for the Oilers. So Dom figures they improved a decent amount, but we'll see what happens in their own end of the ice this upcoming season. Uh, they're followed by the Kings in the third spot. Chicago finds themselves in the four hole. No real surprise there, I think, with you know the, the trades and all the money that they spent this offseason. And then the San Jose Sharks as the fifth most improved team. You know, kind of hilariously here, they improved by adding two players and getting rid of one. All three of those guys were goalies. Martin Jones comes out. Aiden Hill, James Reimer come in. That makes San Jose one of the most improved teams in the NHL because of the past couple of seasons Martin Jones has. I, I love that as a Flyers fan. Love to see that. Uh, after that, though, the Jets aren't in the top five. They're not sixth either. The Vancouver Canucks hold the sixth spot. You know, and this is kind of, it's, it's funny, right? Because the Canucks, I guess you could argue, are one of the more improved teams because they jettison all their bad contracts. Although, you know, they bring one on in Ekman Larson and, and Connor Garland comes along with it. But it's not like they spent it wisely, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> would you rather be Vancouver as the sixth most improved team or say, I don't know, Dallas as the 20th most improved team? But Dallas is spending their money much wiser than Vancouver is. Um, but that's another story for another day. Uh, Detroit at number seven, Philadelphia at eight. Toronto at nine. I don't know about that as the ninth most improved team, especially considering that they 
ran away with the North Division last season. You know, whatever you think of Toronto, they're a damn good regular season team. So I, I would disagree with Toronto at nine. And then Winnipeg comes in at number 10. So there's your answer, Winnipeg. The Winnipeg Jets are the 10th most improved team in the NHL so far at this point during the offseason. And I won't, you know, read it word for word here, the paragraph or two on why the Winnipeg Jets are the 10th most improved team. But essentially the reasoning is, obviously the Jets improved their back end. And, and Dom mentions it. It's a huge upgrade. Nate Schmidt and Brendan Dillon come in. Tucker Pullman, Derek Forbert come out. No surprise to anybody there. The reason, though, that the Jets aren't higher up in the rankings and maybe it's a little bit under the radar so far just because of the big splash of the defenseman moves is that the Jets lost Mason Appleton, Matthew Perot, and Laurent Boussois amongst the other depth players that found different teams this past offseason. That's, you know, it's not a major blow, but I think it's a, a significant one at the very least too. And unfortunately, it kind of mitigates some of the gains that were made. Uh, should mention Riley Nash comes in as well too there. Um, but that's kind of why the Jets fall maybe a little bit further back from the pack is that while they made the necessary moves up front, and, and Dom mentions it here in his final paragraph, the Jets come out ahead overall, but now there's just a couple of new holes still left to fill, which I, I think is fair. I think that makes sense that the Jets improved their key area of weakness, which led to a couple other holes popping up. But I'll tell you what, and, and I think everybody here would agree with me, sign me up for worrying about bottom six forward spots, and the backup goalie as opposed to how the hell the team will ice a competent blue line this upcoming season. <laughs> so, hey, I, I expected the Jets to fall into that range there. I will say one thing, though, and I think this is going to work even more so in the Winnipeg Jets' favor, and it's something that, you know, the numbers as of right now, the model can't predict right now. But that's how the additions of Schmidt and Dillon will ultimately improve the, the quote-unquote numbers of everybody else on the team. You know, for example, Josh Morrissey. We, we've seen, and the numbers bear this out, his value has tanked a little bit over these past two seasons. But I expect him to have a real good bounce-back campaign because this time around, he won't be asked to carry a 6th or 7th defenseman on a top pair. This year, he's going to be paired up with a top 4 defenseman again, whoever that may be. And I think that's going to bring Josh Morrissey's value up this season and therefore also improves the team. But that doesn't bear out so far in just the offseason additions that they've made. Neil Pionk, too. You know, we don't talk about this enough, I think. But Neil Pionk this season is going to have his best partner yet as a Jet, whoever that may be as well. So, I mean, he might take a further leap. But we, we've seen Neil Pionk play as a really good second pair defenseman. He's done that with Dmitry Kulikov and Derek Forbort. Imagine what he could do with either Josh Morrissey or Brennan Dillon on his pair as well. I think that's something to get really excited about. So while the Jets are the 10th most improved team this offseason, I would argue that they probably shoot up the rankings a decent amount more. And that's exciting because, you know, it's difficult to improve a playoff team all that much in one offseason. It's a lot easier for the Devils and the Canucks and the non-playoff teams of the world to take a big leap because they had a lot of room to grow. So all in all, really, really exciting start to the offseason for the Winnipeg Jets. The teams that took the biggest step back, you ask? Well, interestingly, in the bottom three, Colorado is the 29th 
most improved team, or I guess the third, uh, the, the, the team that took the third biggest step back this offseason, which, you know, isn't really all that surprising with their exodus of talent. You know, Grubauer, Ryan Graves had to be traded, a couple other pieces leave off as well. All that means, though, is that they're just going to be a 110-point team this season instead of a 120-point team, as long as, you know, Nathan McKinnon allows his teammates to eat a bag of chips once in a while. They're followed by Carolina with the loss of Dougie Hamilton. And then Arizona brings up the rear, which I, I guess is surprising, but then I remember they traded just about anybody with a pulse on their roster. So I guess that does make sense. And hey, good for the Jets and the Coyotes are going to be their opponent as many as six times this upcoming season. So we can revisit this as we get closer to the start of the year. But, it, you know, like I said, in the meantime, real, real nice to see the Jets find themselves amongst the most improved teams in the NHL in August, at the very least. Speaking of the month of August, this is always a super special time in the city of Winnipeg because it normally means that Folklorama is underway. Like I said earlier, this is my favorite thing that happens every single year in the city. It's I, I just think it's a tremendous event. I love learning about different cultures. You know, I'm a big travel guy, so it, it kind of allows you to travel while staying at home. And the food is just kick-ass as well every single year. So I, I just have a great time, you know, throughout the two weeks of Folklorama generally. We won't be able to do an in-person celebration again this year. But the virtual Folklorama gets underway this weekend. And I'm super excited to find out more about this before the festivities get underway. I don't know if enough people in Winnipeg know about virtual Folklorama going on. So joining us now with all the info you need to know... She's the Director of Marketing and Communications for Folklorama, Tanya Williams. Tanya, how's it going? It is going great. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I appreciate you taking the time to join me because this must be just a hectic week and then a super, super busy weekend. Exciting, but busy weekend on tap here. I guess just let everybody know if they don't know already, what does a virtual running of Folklorama look like? Well, it's, it's looking incredible, first of all. Um, I literally, in my hand, just finished printing the script and um, distributed it to all this team, and we're about to go. But, um, yeah, we're running a Folklorama One Unified Experience, one multicultural fusion event. Um, we have many different things that are going on. The live show is presented by uh, Manitoba Liquor and Lotteries. Uh, sorry, Manitoba Liquor Marts. And um, it's it's going to be great. We have on Friday, we have the Fusion Asia and Africa Night. Um, everything from Coffee Man, who if you haven't seen him, is a phenomenal uh, performer. Uh, Manitoba Korean dance group, um, Hindoni Taiko drummers. Uh, so many great, amazing performers to look forward to. Um, Saturday, we have uh, Fusion Americans Night. Shanley Spence, a fantastic Indigenous artist is going to be performing. Uh, we have salsa dancing. We have, um, you know, you're going to feel like you're at Carnival. There's so many great um, acts that are performing. We also have on Sunday, we have Fusion Europe night. And that's going to be um, McConnell Dance Group, the Irish Dance Group. We have the Enos Sutton Highland Dancers. Um, there's so many great groups that are going to be performing. Rizalka, a very well-known Ukrainian group. Another one, Zoloto, is going to be performing. Um, but what's really special about it is that before each performance, we will take a moment that you can actually learn about the culture, 
you can learn about the dance number and why it is important to do what we do. Now, with these live shows, is this just a link people can click on on the Folklorama page and then they're taken to YouTube or something? Or how does that work? Yeah, thanks to uh, to Manitoba Liquor Marts. It is free for people to, to watch anywhere around the world. So it's a very unique um, Manitoba-grown experience, but anybody around the world can tune in, which is really exciting. Um, you can go to our YouTube and actually, um, or sign up on folklorama.ca, depending on when this is going to be aired, but I think we're going to be going live on Facebook as well. Uh, we're just putting in some last minute tidbits to see if it works. We haven't done it before. So, but for sure, our YouTube channel will be broadcasting live and we're so excited to bring Folklorama to the world. Yeah. You know, in my opinion, Folklorama is the best thing that Winnipeg has to offer. So, I mean, I'm beyond excited to get this going this weekend and check it all out. And is that maybe kind of the, not the theme necessarily, but just the idea of having this virtually is that you could essentially condense two weeks of Folklorama into three different nights and you're kind of getting the best of, of all worlds, but just doing it in a, in a tighter, shorter package. In a way, it's tough because there's so many great performers and it's such a tight block of time. So between seven, um, it show technically starts at seven o'clock. You're going to see some behind-the-scenes um, interviews. We're going to have some great hosts from CTV and Virgin 103 and Bounce 99.9, um, which is going to be amazing to work with them as always. And at 7.30, the show officially starts. It runs till a little bit after 9.30, depending on how late we go. But um, there's so many great acts. But I don't know if you know this. You can actually bring Folklorama to your house. So uh, we launched something last year um, during the beginning of COVID, COVID safe, following all the protocols, and it's really taken off. And it's called Folklorama at home, at work, and at school. And we actually take the best favorite elements uh, that everyone loves of Folklorama, the food and the entertainment, and you can actually book your own entertainment party at your home. I actually had one in my house that I paid for. Um, and I brought the Japanese culture because my mom uh, was turning a certain age and I won't say mom, um, but uh, <laughs> don't worry, your secret's safe. Um, but I brought it to our house. And so we had uh, drummers in the backyard and they had a beautiful performance followed by Japanese meal. Um, they really wanted to go to Japan and unfortunately it got canceled due to COVID. So um, we've seen a lot of that. We've seen a lot of neighborhoods having great get togethers, um, we had a Greek theme night the other night with Kefi performing. Um, and they just took a moment too and explained, okay, this next dance you're gonna see, this is why we do what we do. And this is the historical reference to it. So it's uh, it's really special. And one of my favorite programs is Folklorama at school. We brought um, different cultures to the schools, either virtually or in person, um, outside, inside, whatever at the time the protocol is met. And the kids got some really great one-on-one -on -one opportunity to learn and grow and become familiar with different cultures, which is so important at any age. Um, and yeah, it's been really great to see all that happening. We actually have a lot of day camps um, as well this summer. So booked, so people can take advantage of that as well. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about the, the school, the work and at home. I, I assume it's a similar sort of thing at work as well. Is this something that goes on all year or is it just in the allotted time frame here? And is that the same sort of, I guess, template where it's entertainment, food, and then a couple other things mixed in as well? 
Yeah, exactly. It really depends on your budget um, and what you're looking for. We can do anything, essentially. Uh, we have so many fantastic performers as part of the Folklorama family. Um, you name what you're looking for, the chances are if you don't see it on our website at folklorama.ca, we can create it for you. Um, it's just been such a beautiful thing to, ha to see happen. Um, at the end of ours, for example, the one that we had in my house, um, my kids, I have two young girls, and they started asking questions. One had actually, I didn't know, had studied Japan at school that year. You know, kids don't talk to their parents. So it was, it was nice to hear her asking questions about the culture, what it's like to live there, the languages, um, and really have that special one-on-one -on -one moment. That's awesome. And that's the best part about Folklorama to me is learning about all these different cultures. Uh, one other thing that's already been going on this week and will continue throughout the weekend as well, and it's something that's near and dear to my heart, obviously, with the name of the podcast. But, you know, just tell our listeners what's going on with Ethnocultural Food Week and how that ties into Folklorama. Yeah, definitely. Brandon, it's been so exciting. Um, we wanted to think of a way to not only marry food with our event, but also as you know, as you and I have talked about, one of the favorite things, when I first started here, we did a survey on what you love about Folklorama. Number one, food. Number two, entertainment. Um, three, obviously the vibe of being together as a community. Um, but so we decided, is there a way we can give back to help the communities that support our pavilions, our, our, our communities? And um, we came up with Folklorama's very first Ethnocultural Food Week. So we kicked off August 1st. It has been so much fun. Um, the businesses have been doing really well, knock on wood, um, which has been exciting to see too. Uh, we have everything from uh, the Caribbean with Bindi's, which is located at the Forks, if you haven't been there, phenomenal food. Um, we have Grassmere Filipino food um, at the West St. Paul. There's Deluca's, there's Charisma of India, Feast of Africa, Kozak, if you're looking for Ukrainian. Um, if you go to our website at pokorama.ca, you'll see uh, I think we have, I think we have 18 now that are part of Ethnocultural Food Week, and such a, a an array of, of beauty all in in one package, and it's been really fantastic to see people get excited, visit, tag us if you are going, tag us at Folklorama hashtag my Folklorama, and we've been loving it and resharing everybody's posts as well. And it's perfect too because once the the live virtual shows start this weekend, you know why not mix the show with one of the cuisines? Is is that part of it too? Absolutely it is. Um, you know, Asia night, for example, Asia Africa night, there's tons of places that you can visit to order food from and support your local communities. Um, each night is definitely matched. Um, but you know, obviously it's fusion. So you can take a different theme every night or whatever, even tonight being Thursday, you can do whatever food, you know, um, sets your appetite or even explore something out of your comfort zone. I think that's, you know, some of us are so used to our traditional places that we've visited. Try some other places that are really special to our communities um, and always support local. Definitely important. We also have our marketplace. So when you go to pavilions, you can also shop at them. Um, and because we don't have actual pavilions this year, we've reached out to the different um, markets that were part of it. And now they're on our virtual marketplace as well. So if you're looking for, you know, treats from Africa, if you're looking for, um, stuff from the Scottish or Scottish Isles area. There's a lot of really great uh, stores to shop from online as well. Yeah, the marketplace is awesome. And that kind of leads us to, to maybe the last thing to get to here. But I know Manitobans love a good 50-50. And you guys have finally entered the fray, right? 
You know what? I'm really proud of this. Actually, we um, last year we launched in 2020. Wow, time's falling. Um, we launched the Folklore and Cultural Preservation Fund. So what we really want, um, we started raising money for it um, in August of last year. We're going to continue up until um, the spring of next year. This is something that will be ongoing forever now with Folklorama, but we want to give um, our communities a chance that it, for people who have youth, maybe who couldn't afford to dance, um, maybe youth programs that they've been wanting to really implement um, in their own communities, we wanted to find a way to raise money to help them so that youth can start preserving their culture even more. So yeah, we have the 50-50, it's kicked off. Um, last time I checked, it was over 2,200. Um, I haven't checked this afternoon, but it's been growing steadily and um, we'll make that draw on August 16th. Perfect, and how long does it run till? It runs till August, I think it's August 15th at midnight. Okay, perfect. Okay, because I already got a ticket, but that gives Thank me time to get one. one oh, yeah. no, no worries, it's, it's you know me selfishly trying to... Uh, pay off the food bill after I watch the shows this weekend, but no I'll make sure to get one each and every day moving <laughs> forward too as well. So, so that's awesome. I, I always know, you know, any, anytime we speak with a Manitoba event, we have to mention the 50, 50 or else everybody gets upset. Is there anything else that we missed here that, you know, listeners should be aware of heading into the big weekend here? Um, not really. We can definitely go online at folklorama.ca. We have all the latest, um, our social media channels of all behind the scenes of the great stuff happening. Um, if you're looking for a great beverage to pair, we have two different, well, actually we have many different kinds, but uh, Farmery has been selling some great packs um, and $2 from every pack sold goes towards the Folklorama Cultural Preservation Fund and they're available at their place um, just off La Gimodier and um, or online with uh, farmerybrewery.ca, I think it is. And um, otherwise, tune in to Folklorama uh, social media channels because we also have some specialty drinks, and I wish I had a recipe card to show you, but um, I think I've given them all away. But each night, Liquor Marts has created uh, a special cocktail for each night. Interesting. All right. Well, we'll make sure to keep an eye out on that. Before I let you go, just you know, let our listeners know one more time where they can find out the shows on Folklorama and any other information that they need to know. Definitely. Everything you need to know is at folklorama.ca. The show kicks off Friday, August 6th, uh, presented by Manitoba Liquor Marts. And it's going to be live on YouTube, free of charge. So everyone across Manitoba, tell your friends, tell your family. This is a once-in-a-life opportunity to check out the best of Fukurama and its family. No excuses this year. Tanya, thank you so much for taking the time to meet with me and talk today. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate all the hard work that everybody over there has done. I mean, I, I just I can't imagine how busy you guys have been to try and put this together. And we can't wait to celebrate with you virtually here. And then hopefully in 2022, we can start to do this in person and, you know, meet face to face down there. Well, Brandon, I'll give you a little tip. Starting on Monday, we start planning for our in-person event in 2022. That's great there's to hear. Actually, there's actually a meeting set for Monday. <laughs> so wait, So it ends Sunday and you guys are just going right into next year, right off the bat? Right into next year. We're so excited um, to get going. There's so much to um, involve because obviously we'll be bringing back our group tour program. Um, that's a side note for all you foodies out there. Um, we have this really great VIP program for tours. Get your friends together. We can get a bus together for you and bus you to each different pavilion. So you don't have to worry about driving. It includes meals and beverages. And um, yeah, we're going to start planning all that on Monday. 
Wow. Well, I mean, try to get a little bit of rest before then. I mean, may, maybe oh postpone God. the meeting, maybe postpone <laughs> it until Tuesday and take Monday off. But either way, it's super exciting to hear that that's the plan for next year. So I'm super jacked about that. Yeah, we're also going to work on a mystery tour. I shouldn't say this now. It's it's still to get approved, but we're looking at doing a mystery tour too, so that you book the day you want to go, but you don't know where you're going. Interesting. I like yeah. that. That's okay. A little bit of breaking news here on skates and plates. Well, yeah, no one knows. So awesome. Well, again, Tanya, thank you so much for joining me. And I know everything will run smoothly, but good luck with the weekend here. And let's hope it's another smashing success. Thank you so much, Brandon. Huge thanks to Tanya for stopping by. I'll tell you what, I'm watching my baby daughter solo on Friday night. So you're damn sure that I'm going to be ordering some food to go along with the virtual shows. Uh, it's Asia Africa Friday night, so I've got a decision to make, but either Lesage or Charisma of India sounds good to me. But again, thanks for Tanya for stopping by and make sure you check out Folklorama this weekend. That does it for us this week. Enjoy the upcoming weekend, everybody. And we're back on Tuesday with our next episode. I believe another old friend of mine is going to stop by, so you want to make sure you tune in for that one. Thanks, though, so much for listening to another episode of Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brandon Rewicki. Peace!